0: There we go. You know what <laughs> <laughs> You know friend I gotta ask you uh, Cause we've been doing this for the past couple of weeks And you have started off with a side every week Are you just that distraught What's going on Jesus Christ I know we judge them but shit What's the problem What's going
1: on Tell us what's on your mind Oh child. Um welcome to Triggered 101. <laughs> Triggered 101. Triggered. Um also with a side introductory course to where you had me fucked up. <laughs> 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 mm. Um and also also there is an extra credit assignment assignment in because it's come, the warmer months are upon us, mm-hmm. proper hygiene 101. Oh, shit.
0: Why we <laughs> think if, the, if y'all still doing 101, we got a problem <sighs> in the hygiene spectrum. We got a real problem if you still in 101.
1: If you are from the tri-state area, you know where I'm about to go with this. Because oh, Jesus, y'all pits be humming in the summertime. <laughs> There's a hum. It is specific. <laughs> Y'all want to hold the arm rail of the train oh. and close your armpits and say, so, I have the nose of a pregnant woman. You don't want to do that around me, because I'm going to move. I'm just preparing everyone for my, for me being irritated this summer. Is that a problem? I mean... I, I know I'm going to be irritated. Can I be irritated well, to peace? Do what you got to do. Well, apparently, I'm the only one for introductions today. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Welcome to, um, to another week, another disappointment, another failure of, um, of y'all's actions of the week. Mm. Um, this is Who Raised host. Um I am your host, Lonnie, but this week my Twitter handle will be Sweetie's Newly Single movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Single It's a blonde, it got a little bump. it no. got a little body. <laughs> you know, it's... It swings. It got a little
0: heart on it. <laughs> a little bumping body. A little bumping body. I ain't got time for your shit. Oh, uh, yes. And I am your co host. We are just smiling this week, Um, aka irritated by my damn radiator that wants to join the show. God damn. I mean, oh,
1: it, we ain't got nobody in dungeons around here. I that's promise y'all. Shit. Okay. Is it done? Because it sounds like it's trying to find heat. It's warm enough outside. I'm just saying. And the motherfucker, well, that's the bad part about it. And um, if you guys are not familiar, um, not familiar, but as you guys can kind of hear through the background um, chatter that we're not alone, <laughs> there is a guest this week, um, and there is a tradition when those um, come on to that show, That's um, right. we don't introduce anyone. one, okay? Y'all introduce yourselves. So, guest, sir, can you please introduce yourself?
2: <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Anthony. Um on Twitter my name is You Can't Take. Um, because I don't know, just all my life people could just never take anything that I have to do or say. So hopefully, mm-hmm. well, you know, I don't offend anyone today. <laughs> oh god, do I just want to disclaimer today? Oh, shit. Let me try to get
0: fucked up. What is going on?
2: It is a sunny Sunday, resurrection Sunday. There will be no shade thrown.
1: Um, <laughs> um. That's the that's the time that the girls love to throw shade when it's sunny outside. Yeah, <laughs> when it's sunny outside all the hoes want start. Facts are facts, and facts are things that are just utterly true. Okay. Well, and here we are today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. um Can I have a, a quick moment, real quick? Go for it. um Mom, as y'all can tell, has been getting relatively—I don't put this properly—fatigued okay. with scroll on. Mm-hmm. So it will be revamped next season, oh, completely no and utterly. I want to—I want to make people mad again. Mm. Let's make them mad again. <sighs> with that being said, it's time to get into scroll on. I'm gonna start with heavy and then move our way into. Things that I felt like talking about this week. Okay. <laughs> That's the best way to it. Things I felt like talking about because y'all do too much. Um, real quick rundown before I get into the meat of the matter. Um, can y'all please stay out of uh these celebrities' relationships? Can we please? What happened now? Um, because apparently y'all were up in arms about little Uzi on live with JT. Um it was not JT with young Miami, and y'all felt things. <laughs> y'all felt attacked. Um, and I want to know why are we acting like this is something new when you get with, when you get with Bay, right? Mm-hmm. In the initial phase, mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, you don't like their best friend. <laughs> I'm not here to be friends with you, sir. Like that's your mm-hmm. best friend. That's your friend. We ain't got to like each other. We may take dads at one another, but at the end of the day. We have a mutual respect for knowing who knowing the roles that we play mm-hmm. and we're connected by one person. Why do we have to have full blown think pieces? We think this man is a, is sitting here trying to abuse JT. I'm like, y'all doing too much. Can y'all stop, please? Can y'all find something to do outside? Can y'all can you find an ice cut? <laughs> I mean,
2: I don't know as far as like celebrities, but I know like for myself, um, I've been both the best friend and like, the boyfriend in the situation, and for mm-hmm. some reason, like, I I've, I, don't feel like initially I've ever done anything to anybody to make them feel like, oh, I don't like this person as, like, your best friend or, or your boyfriend, or whatever the case may be, but it just seems like when people have, I guess, favorite people, um, whether it be, like, your best friend or your celebrity, if somebody does something to them that, to you, looks the wrong way, people like to just jump at stuff and make it seem like, oh, well, now I have an issue because X, Y, and Z, when it's just, like, you really don't know what is going on in that person's either relationship or friendship. It's just like, that could be the kind of friendship or relationship that they have. But as fans and stuff like that, we always see stuff from the outside looking in. So we always just jump at the first thing. Like, even as somebody who's a fan of, like, Beyonce, like, when the elevator video thing happened, it was just like, um, like, I, you know, like, I mean, and I, and I love Jay, too. So it's just like, it ain't really none of my business. But I wasn't, you know, going to go on social media and talk about it. But of course people in my personal life know how I feel about them. So they were like, oh, like, did you see what happened? And it's X, Y, Z. So then it's just like, now I feel like I'm in defense mode, and it's just like, other well, people bring it up. So, like, now on social media, especially social media, everybody has an opinion, just because, you know, on Twitter, you've got 140 characters. On Instagram, you can make a 30-second video. On live, you could be on there however long you want. Like, people have a platform for their opinion, <laughs> so they always
1: go ahead and I mean, and the think pieces around the elevator, I don't even want to go back to that time because the think pieces, the, all the scenarios people played on their head, I don't want to go back to that time. It was a very depressing time.
0: <laughs> I just think that, uh, you know, much like Anthony said, it's, you invited us into the conversation at that point. Pretty much. Um, And the way that social media is set up, even though there are certain things, like when it comes down to relationships and shit, I'm just like, eh, yeah, if you put it online, you know, have your opinion about it or whatever. But what he was doing was like, it was a little strange to me. <laughs> it was just a little strange. Just the way that he addressed the whole situation. It was very, had a very authoritative, authoritative machismo type of thing to it. I'm like, sir, you're a crystal gem. I need you to pipe down. Like lower your fucking tone. You're doing a lot right now, um, and just like, uh, it was just a weird situation. And I'm just like, I, I guess y'all like it. I love, love it, it, whatever. But really. Dude, you 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 literally have a stone. Little- <laughs> Forehead. I think you should shut
1: up. <laughs> I, think should
0: I think you should shut up and take because this conversation somewhere else. But like,
1: I mean, at this point, if I take that stone out of your head, you'll die. We don't want that to happen. And I'll be rich. So, Marlon what? Wow, that was very. That was very forward and dark.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. There's...
2: Well, you take it out. What else am I going to do with it?
1: Bye. At title. this
0: point, we it's, playing Dungeons and Dragons, bitch. If you want to be a cartoon character, let's do it. I will be the villain and get my money. <laughs> <In> other, <laughs> in other
1: no, fuck. Oh god. Um. Well. Well. Shit. Um, congratulations are <laughs> in order for Genie and Jeezy. Um. They got married. But why are oh. t- <laughs> Shit.
0: <laughs> I have to search my head for them. And I'm like, who the fuck are these people? I know who it is now. All right.
1: So <laughs> they did something creative. They use a wedding registry to launch a charity to support the Stop Asian Hate movement. Continue. Mm. Oh. Mm. Mm.
0: Okay. And I'm moving on to the
1: next topic. <laughs> and
2: I would, and I would honestly like to say, um, I don't know, if, I don't know if you know this, but my grandfather is Chinese. So like i'm mixed with both and it's very weird to see like the asian community say like you know stop asian hate or whatever the case may be because like i grew up in the housing pro- projects in new york city like i've been around asian people who own chinese restaurants liquor stores toy stores and the KTV, and i feel like they've definitely targeted us in a way where it's just like well now that you know somebody's picking on you you feel like and it, it was weird to see like you know. People say that the black community should step up and and help the Asian community. Like, well, what, what? I we can barely stand on our own two feet, so how are we gonna help somebody else get up? Like, we've spent a couple hundred years, like a several several hundred years that we've probably you know, one been chained, and then now we just you know don't even know how to stand up on our own two feet. It's just like a baby deer trying to trying to find their trying to find their way, and you you expect us to help everybody else in the forest because all of a sudden. Now the rabbits is getting attacked. Like it's just like, I don't know. But just from my personal perspective, I just feel like it's very odd. And then like her relationship with Jeezy, I personally wouldn't want to touch on because I just, from watching her on the real and everything, I, she's always drugged me the wrong way. I'll just say that.
1: I will go on record and say this is very true. And there's one thing in particular that I'm tired of. I'm tired of them wanting us to play Captain Save the Hub when some shit goes down. Because for some odd reason, it's automatically, what is the Black community? Um, The Black community should get behind this. The Black community should get behind <laughs> that. We're exhausted. We're fatigued with trying to make sure that we come back home when we walk out the door in the damn morning. We're right. fatigued at this point. And then we're not saying that we're completely against the movement. We feel like there's a bigger picture here. Meaning... Stop white terrorism. That's more point that's more lenient to the point here. And it's not to take out of the conversation because if someone says no, you shouldn't stop saying um uh, you should say stop Asian hate, well then stop trying to take the black out of black lives matter. Right. <clears throat> white terrorism
0: is literally the foundation of the entire problem. Exactly.
1: White terrorism
0: is at the nucleus of all of our problems. Yes. Uh so I understand the ideology behind when you want to start a movement or if you want to help a situation that you go towards the most oppressed mm-hmm. for the answer. Mm-hmm. Got it. But we have literally not only been in in the in the visage of Asians and the Stop Asian hate movement. We've literally been under, like Anthony said, the scrutiny and the hate of the Asian community as well. And I'm not speaking about all of them because, you know, I hate to be that person, but I have Asian friends, yada, yada, sis, boom, bah. I'm not ignorant to the fact. But the reality of the, of the matter is that it is quite ironic that you would call upon the people that you oppress, kind of like white people do with us, But then there's that. That's another topic. Um, But it's just very interesting and very odd that you would call upon a community that you have oppressed yourselves in your attempt to keep your parallel to being white and Caucasian as the Asian community is kind of known for doing. Um, We're speaking specifically to Chinese, Japanese, Asians, yada, yada, whatever, whatever. Um, You all are known for being kind of racist towards black folks. Mm. You're known for trying to be right next to white, Mm. (laughs) which is quote unquote right. Um, You glorify it and everything else. And now that the dog has turned around and bit you again, because this is not the first time that this has happened, as we've said about our movement as well throughout the civil rights and everything else, um, now you want us, the people that you oppress, that you Chase around your stores, and accuse us of stealing, and tackle us to the floor like you just did that young lady a couple weeks ago, Um and all that shit. Now you want us to help you? And granted, I am not inhuman. I believe that it's wrong that they did that to Asian people. I Absolutely. don't think that it's right. I really exactly. it, wish that white folks would stop raping and pillaging, but. That's what you motherfuckers do. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm not gonna go into that. Uh,
1: no, it's an, it's mm. in, it's in, it's in the blood. Mm-hmm. Speaking like that's the perfect segue. <laughs> 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 um, Nike plans on suing the Little Nas nice <laughs> X um, over his Satan shoes. Mm. <sighs> <laughs> I just
2: honestly feel like he's a very big troll, and it's really not that deep. Like, I don't—I just honestly don't think that it's that deep.
0: It's not deep for several reasons, uh, and none of which really have to do with Lil Nas X, if you ask me. Uh, Because the company that made those shoes also made a Jesus shoe not too long ago. (laughs) Y'all won't talk about that. I guess because it's Jesus, but uh, (laughs) anyway— <laughs> again, I'm not
1: going to with you. What? I'm I mean, not. The it's, res- are... it's resurrection Sunday. yeah. I mean, no. First of all,
0: me and me and Jesus is on baby daddy status. I already sent him his cards and flowers in the mail. He all right. Um, Why are you like? It's the truth. This? Anyway, um, glad you're back. Um, so. <laughs> So, and don't y'all come for me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, Nothing against Christianity. But, like, I, I feel like it has less to do. I feel like it's an opportunity. Um... Yes, there's a Nike logo on those shoes. Don't know
1: how we got here with that being the specific shoe. It looks like an Air Max. I'm just going to say that and let you continue you know, the conversation. You know, but there
0: are lots of shoes that look like the shoes that y'all put out, and y'all regurgitate y'all's shoes, so why can't somebody else? Um, Yeah, I get it. Your logo's on the shoe. You want your coin. You see what's going on. That was $1,000 a piece. I want my piece of the pie as well, but... Let's just call a spade a spade. It's not about them being a Satan shoe. It's because my fucking logo is on it. So yeah, I would want my money too. But it ain't got shit to do with Satan shit that I wish y'all would just fucking drop. Just stop it. And yes, he is a professional fucking troll. And he has gotten the exact response out of y'all that he's been wanting with this whole fucking thing. You're showing your slip, sis. I see your panties. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm saying all this fucking time. Y'all always talking about us going to hell. You're talking about with evil and everything. Then we go to hell, and now you got a problem with it. You tell me that adjacent to Satan, and then you get mad when I give him a lapse dance and kill him. I don't get it, sis. Like, get out your feelings, but, you know, he <laughs> you know how to troll, and he's been doing that to y'all since he started, so go, go, Nas. Please. Thank you. More
1: power to him. I deserve an award. I deserve it. I deserve it.
0: What? For so how many times you trigger me into going the fuck off on this podcast?
1: Yes. <sighs> <laughs> I deserve an award. But all right. We go from well, let's start the dive into shit. We're gonna slow dive into shit. I um, thought we were already there, but okay. Oh no. How could it be worse? Oh no. I you I'm you said sure. se- you segued into baby daddy territory. So uh, here we go. <sighs> Um, I don't know if you guys are aware. There's a voter suppression bill that got passed in Georgia, where basically they can't allow them to get like basically they can't allow them to get water anywhere. I forget exactly the exact terms of the bill, but they they basically ah uh, labeled it as voter suppression. Like waiting in the long lines whenever it is the, like while in line for election. oh yeah yeah
0: yeah like you. you it, I forget you the terms.
1: It's certain things they can't do. And one of them I know for a fact has to do with like passing out water. Yeah. It's so stupid. It is very stupid. And it's and only sounds dumb. so <clears throat> you want to know the difference between maturity and just pure capitalism? Allow me. So our um our first husband that we fell in love with as America, okay, this generation. Congratulations. Cause oh, before I get into this. The National League, the National League of Baseball decided not to host the, um, the Superstar game. Hmm. Not to our league Superstar or All-Star, I forget which one. Anyway, y'all keep up with the balls and the sports and all that, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, um, our, our first baby daddy has said, and I. It's past time to honor the great Hank Aaron, who also led the way by example. And then here comes the other motherfucker. And I quote, as I read a direct statement from someone we know long enough. Baseball is always losing tremendous numbers of fans. And now they have they now they leave Atlanta with their all star game because they're afraid of the radical left Democrats who do not want voter ID, which is desperately needed to have anything to do with our elections. Boycott baseball and all the woke companies that interfere with free and fair elections. Are you listening? Coke, Delta, and all. Exclamation mark. <sighs>
0: Just Anthony, me. you want to take it first because you know I got something to say. Just I know I, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know,
1: I know. I know. I'm the troll bunny today.
2: <laughs> I, have, I honestly have no comment.
1: Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of with you at this point.
0: It's just like, yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's when the bully finally gets their ass kicked. And now you mad. And now you want everybody to rally around you and help you. No, bitch. We don't like you. You're dumb. You're stupid. You've been doing shit wrong this entire time. Now your lip is busted. Now you see how it feels. Go get some fucking Neosporin and ice, bitch. Stay, Deal with it. Stay in Florida, in Satan's kitchen,
1: like Satan's respirator. Just stay there, you and all of your family, your coke-out son, your heart, your horrible-ass daughter, your wife, all of y'all. Just stay in Florida. I'm, I'm like trying to figure out where the divorce papers at because I'm tired. I'm tired. I think we all tired. But it's just it's too far right for you to take a stand at what's wrong. Cause no one cares. As long as he don't run again, I don't give a damn. I think we all on <laughs> the same page. As long as he don't yeah. run again, I don't care. And I feel like if he does,
2: I just hope favorite. that Rock. somebody really just trips in, in the <laughs> worst way.
0: <laughs>
2: like in the worst way, and don't nobody say nothing about the whole. Like you could blatantly see somebody stick their leg out we just going, you on the ground, because we all want to see you there. Like, I still don't
0: understand why Final Destination hasn't happened
1: to him yet. I mean, I would envision. You know, the, the sentence best. needs to happen to him. I envision the final destination when they're on the highway with the damn tree logs. Mm-hmm. I, it's a beautiful exit, just in my opinion. A beautiful exit.
0: I mean, I'll take a cartoon <laughs> Wally Coyote boulder drops on you in the middle of the freeway if that goes a little bit better. I just don't care. Just shut up. Just go away. I want a good dramatic style death. Uh-uh. No. Good and dramatic. I want you to choke on a sweet pea. That's it. Yeah, it
2: got to be like slow, very slow.
0: Something dumb. Something real fucking dumb.
1: This just point. think about all the people that are not helping you. you know, you're <laughs> stuck in a little too far in the mouth. God help us all. <clears throat> like lodge it right underneath the uvula and just stop breathing. Just, just, just do what you need to do. Do, <clears throat> do what you need to do, player. And as we move on, so I'm not going to do pick your poison this week. I think actually I'll save it for the very last one because I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do it. So that's right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Where do I want to go with this? This is about to be fun. Where do I want to go with this? Well, first and foremost, I think I should have started with this. Um, as we all heard yesterday, DMX is still in critical condition. He actually had a heart attack. Um, it was conflicting reports at first. They were saying he was off like life support and breathing on his own. Then it got retracted because his lawyer received the wrong information. He actually is still on life support, and he also did put out that he had a heart attack. Um, They're saying that the condition is irreversible, which means there's a high possibility he will not be the same person if he recovers. So, um, much love to D. You know, we all rough riders by by heart, period. We don't like this, but here we are. So. I made you do t- <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I don't have a dog
0: in this race. I hope he gets better. Wow. I never would have thought you would do that. Oh, <clears> throat> 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 just <throat> keep it real. Listen. I, I never thought I, would I, I have never been a DMX <laughs> fan like that. We was rough riding on motorcycles and shit with the big R's that looked like the S we used to draw um grammar school. It was cute. Um <laughs> I love Eve's great. <laughs> But, you know, well, I hope that he gets better. Don't. I do. I genuinely hope that he gets better. I yeah. don't, let me just be transparent. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I jump on the fucking internet. Y'all got prayer here under DMX. All of a sudden, y'all doing old an clips and shit. Y'all know how y'all do. I'm like, girl, what the fuck happened? I didn't want to be that bitch to jump in the middle of the comments and look all dumb and remedial. Right. Like, what the fuck happened? But everybody's like, oh, they're talking about drugs and then all that stuff and prayers up. I thought the man died for a minute, but apparently Everyone, in the hospital. They tried
1: to put him in the coffin like already. I'm like, what are y'all doing here? Right. That's why uh, I'm like mm-hmm. The funny part was I recently talked about how his performance at Woodstock in ninety nine literally is a staple in pop music because that was a large crowd supposed you know, to that perform. Was hella to. People.
0: And I'm just like, you know, it's just interesting.
1: I, when I used to work for TSA, I
0: saw him in life, real life, for the first time, and I was like, "You really talk like that? He really, he really talk like that? He Really does. He's really that all that loud barking
1: and shit. All that that that's him in real life. And I was like, hmm. Well, at least we're con- at least the continuity to character. Is, I mean, is, is you know, <laughs> and it, right? You know, he so does that hate? I mean, Thank you. I okay. hate when they have, like, the famous
2: people who are, like, either whether they're singers or actors and they speak and they have, like, a whole different accent or they just sound, or they just totally different. Like, it was weird to see, um, like, Regine or Real Housewives and she was just, like, boring, very boring and not
0: the <laughs> character. And my thing is that just speaks to people doing their job really fucking well. (laughs) That's That's like there are some
2: people when you really hate somebody in a movie or a show, and you see them in real life, you really want to fight. You, you really did your job. So let me
1: just you really did your job. I want to do fuck beat your ass. Uh, But anyway, continue. Um, um, the battle and please don't take what I'm about to say. As a a jab or anything, I don't mean it in in a sensitive way. Um, I'm going to call this um, Battle Royale is the options that you have here. Um, You have the investigation versus the
0: headbutt. We're we'll going to start with the headbutt because it just sounds stupid. What the fuck is that?
1: Yeah. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing his first name correct. Um, Chet Hanks, if you guys are not familiar, he is the son of Tom Hanks. You guys remember the one that did that wanted to speak in Patois? <laughs> you remember that video oh, yes, of yes, yes. him trying to talk in Patois? I'm like, dude, man. Apparently, um, he actually found him a uh, a girlfriend who just so happens to be African American. Um, and apparently they broke up, but there's a video that has surfaced online of her going oops upside his head. Um, there was actual blood from like right here. Um, and apparently he files a lawsuit against his ex girlfriend and she obtains a restraining order against him after, um, excuse me, January altercation is captured on video. Now, this information is coming directly from TMZ. They said they obtained a video of the violent altercation that took place back in, on January eighth at his place in Sugarland, Texas. In the video, Kiana can be seen holding her, holding a pot in her hand, as she alleges that she threatened him with a knife. Then she then hits the camera as he records. and the video, then cuts off to Chet with blood on his head on his face. The site remain. Um, the site reports that Kiana. Obtained a restraining order against Chet back in January after she uh, after she alleged that he roughed her up more than once between October 2020 and January 2021. When it comes to Chet, he recently filed a lawsuit for the January 2021 incident. He claims that things started when, <clears throat> when he broke things off with Kiana after he learned that she allegedly stole from him. He claims that she charged thousands of dollars on his credit cards and got away with some of his property as well. He is now suing her for assault and battery theft and the return of the money she, that he alleges she stole. I believe Kiana. I do too. Kiana is a woman, as a godly woman. She's
2: she is a, a woman of color and she is a woman in general and that is a white rich man with privilege. The camera cut off and he came back with, that doesn't mean that, you know, and she had domestic, she had reports of domestic violence in the past where he has done things to her. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm I don't know, like for me, maybe because I just watch too much SDU, but I'm gonna always believe the woman right away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I but, believe my good sis, sometimes you you know, I don't condone violence, but some in some situations these men be having you effed up out here. Like maybe really And men you really, really think that they you won't the women won't do anything. It's the setup for me. <laughs> <president>. <laughs>
0: so, you knew she was stealing from you, quote, unquote, allegedly. 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 You knew she was stealing from you, but you did nothing. Allegedly. Then, she busts you upside your head and threatened you with a knife. Now, allegedly, here's my, not allegedly. Here's my thing. <laughs> You always to say allegedly because we here's don't know. Thing. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. But here's my thing allegedly. Judging by my 38 years <laughs> under <laughs> the tutelage of a lot of really strong black women. Yes, black women. You don't get to the pot and knife on some regular shit. Right. It's rare. Very. That <laughs> women are aggressive in nature in that fashion of their own volition that we know of. But from my experience, when a black woman pull out a pot on your ass and threaten to stab you with a knife, you You don't fuck that. She tired of your shit. You don't fuck that. I I feel like she tired of your shit, and I feel like she not gonna take no more, and that's why your head is split open. So make it make sense, sir, because why are you now, after your wig is split, ready to sue? She was stealing your money before this shit happened, Allegedly. Allegedly. But she didn't already said that you've been tossing her around like a rag doll and shit all across the room. She was oh. sick of your shit then. Yeah. Rough that. So you should have known then that you was already fucking up. And now that your wig is split, yeah. now you got an issue. Now you want to sue. Sir, take your licks and move on.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So I had to you told wig. you stop <laughs> fucking with me. I'm not going to fuck <laughs> off. And when she fucked up on your ass and split your fucking wig cap back, now you mad. She already did what we've been trying to do to you for the longest time with this patchwork shit. Like, you know, at this point, she did it for the culture. So just deal with it. That's how She I probably she told you just to stop saying it. <laughs> you, just, you just kept saying it. <laughs> well,
1: we, we switched from one case of oops upside the head to... The one that I promise you is the last week y'all gonna hear me talk about because I've had enough. What the fuck now? I do not know, guys? Um, I referenced my newly single wig this week. because Sweetie um had put out that's right. I said that's why I said it's the last week. You see, if y'all could see Marlon's initial reaction when I said it, it lets you know. That's how I know it's about the last time I'm about to speak about this because I'm getting tired of talking about. So um this week. A video surfaced, um, which I saw on the Twitters, and it was a bit conflicting to watch. I'm not going to hold anybody to it, um, because though we didn't see an actual fist connect or anything like extremely physical happen, you did see what um uh, what Kiana said, Chet did to her. We saw roughing up for the mm-hmm. most part, but. Um, you know, Sweet Nightingale had decided to release a statement exclusively to the Shade Room after the video surfaced because, um, I don't know if you guys know, but the LAPD now has a hold of that video. So it's a possibility that Quavo might actually receive charges. So, That's a T-shirt. So, you know, um, the, excuse me, the Icy Girl had released a statement. She said um, there were simply too many hurdles to overcome in our relationship. Her actual statement. So it it leaves it very vague. Might that I was have. it. That was so apparently that was it. Hold on. This unfortunate incident happened a year ago while we were reconciling. Since then and moved past this particular disagreement, there were simply too many hurdles to overcome in our relationship, and we both um, we have both since moved on. She continued. I kindly ask that everyone respect my privacy during this time. Here's my thing. Right, I'm ready. All right, this is why I saved it for last. This I'm, is exactly why I saved it for last.
0: I'm, I'm always with you until you hit me with the please respect my privacy. Because where did the video come from?
1: How did how did it how did it get to the public? How did we get a hold someone, of someone? Someone leaked it. It's kind of you know. It's kind of like the elevated um, incident from before. It's like elevated part two.
0: So my thing is. In this instance, where we are talking about abuse, Mm. which we all we already know is a hot trigger topic, you since you can't like you can't show me a video of your man going upside your head and then tell me, please give me a moment. And then expect me to give you a moment and not feel some kind of way. Well. Like, especially when you're dealing with fans and stuff like that, people that's going to ride for Sweetie, yada, yada, whatever, whatever. And then you tell me, respect my privacy. It's not private, sis. It's it's not. Like, we here. Yeah. We see. So we're going drag this nigga. Like, it, it's not going to stop there. It's, it's unfortunate that that's how it works, but it's a tale as old as time. Especially with celebrities, once you put it out there... It is no longer yours from mm-hmm. art to your personal business. You have put it out for the masses and everybody's gonna have a reaction to it and they're gonna take it to where they want to. If y'all got past it, it it shouldn't be here. And maybe that sounds insensitive, but that's just how I look at it. Like if it was something that you all got past, the fact that it's here now is like, well, did you really get past it? Because this whole leaking shit is just really iffy to me all the time. It just feels too it So wait, so were they together when the video leaked? Hmm.
2: Were they together when the, were they together when the video leaked? This
0: is after the fact. This is right? after they broke up. Like we didn't even see the okay. shit. Okay. This whole yeah. conversation came up, about yeah. Okay, yeah, stuff. so they, 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 they broke up
2: and then he like started they started like doing petty stuff to each other. Okay, they had the, okay, I'm, it's coming back to me now. They had the exchange on Twitter and then the video came out. Okay. So I um, think
0: very much yeah. you trying to give me, I'm not the woman that you said I was. Hmm. You're not the man that you were you supposed to, to be. Me. Here's why. Please respect my privacy and pictures. <laughs> I feel like as celebrities, that's just something that
2: they say. I don't think it's really they expect no, they it to happen. But either. I feel like it's best for them to just not say anything, much like when the elevator incident happened. I don't think... She said anything publicly other than like in a song, she referenced it,
1: yeah. and I feel like that's really? nine times out of
2: ten the best thing that you can do because the more that you say, the worse it's going to make you look. Like you saying "respect my privacy," you're in the public
1: eye, so there's no such you're thing as privacy. And talking about it on a daily basis, how are you asking people to respect your privacy when you're right. consistently talking about it?
2: But and they had such a positive relationship, like in the beginning. But from what everybody saw, it was never like drama, drama, drama. It was like. Y'all cute. Y'all buy each other gifts. Y'all ain't the best rappers, but y'all cute.
0: But I mean, to take it back before social media, like, have you all seen um, the Tina Turner documentary? Yes, God. I haven't watched it yet. Well, You need so to watch it. it it's is very similar in the sense that before the age of social media, mm-hmm. uh, Everybody loved Ike and Tina Turner. They were like the best thing since sliced bread. And it wasn't until it came out, and it came out way before the movie, in our times, that the shit was going on between them two where she was in an abusive relationship. Since then, Tina Turner has literally been trying to get away and stop talking about that situation. But again, once it's out in the public, they have not stopped talking about, about it. it. She literally, first she wrote her first book way before the movie came out. So she could she, stop so talking could about stop it. stop talking about it. She wanted to be done with it. Like, she's like, I have literally divorced this man, gotten away from him, started my own career, became my own pop star, bigger than anything that we did as Ike and Tina, and people still ask me.
2: Because it's like when you feed a stray animal, they're going to keep coming back. Like, and that's how, like, the media is. Like, people know that, you know, situations happen in certain like things, whatever the case may be. Like for example, with Rihanna and Chris Brown, I don't feel like it's very likely for her to continuously get asked about it. Like later on in her career, because she's not making she, a movie about it. She's not writing. A, she's not continuously making songs about the situation. She doesn't even make music anymore because she probably doesn't want to have interviews about it because when music, when, when artists go on interviews and they do like their press runs, they have to answer certain questions and stuff like that. But, when you have, like, a makeup line or you do fashion and stuff like that, you're not really being interviewed. You're more so, like, I'm showing you what I've been working on. It's not the same as, like a, like, a a musician or whatever the case may be. But I don't feel like that will follow her as much as, like, everybody else because she doesn't really talk about it like that. Like, she talked about it with Oprah. She did a couple of interviews, but it wasn't, like... This is like, because I feel like sometimes when people talk about certain situations too much, especially domestic violence in women, it overshadows everything else that they have done. Mm-hmm. And they could have been the most impactful woman ever, but that is the only thing that people will remember because people are just messy. And that's just flat out what it is. Like, people love drama. That's why people watch TV. That's why people watch television. Like, because they like that extra ness of something that like, they can just dig into and they can just keep reading about and do more and more and more. Because... When they have kids and people get you know they grow up Tina Turner's icon, like people always go know about Tina Turner and mm-hmm. people always gonna ro- know the reference of like her and the and the, the cake and stuff like that like people make references it, reference to references to it in their songs. and not to say that it's okay, but it's just like this is something that now you've talked about it, so it kind of makes people it kind of makes other people feel like it's okay for them to talk about it and the conversation to continue so like when they don't talk about talk about certain things or like they kind of just Well, it's not even very common, because not a lot of celebrities have done that in the past. I feel like, from my perspective, Rihanna's the only one that's really, like, strayed away from music and still been very much in the public eye. But I don't hear anything about, like, people asking her about her domestic violence situation or her relationship with Chris Brown. Like, they don't bring the two up in the situation. Well, that's just my opinion.
0: To be perfectly fair, we've also come a very long way, um away from the old days of the way that media works, um, all the way down to the way that we distribute and even listen to music. This generation is to a point where their attention is not long enough to keep going back to shit, honestly. Um, it'll stay up in like social media. Like It'll still be a reference because some people still reference it. You know what I mean? If you mention Chris Brown and Rihanna in the same sentence on a topic that has nothing to do with that, the trigger is going to go right back to that. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like the way that media works right now, I think that celebrities right now have a, uh, a better leg up in it because the attention span is totally different. Um, people still reference and talk about the elevator thing with Beyonce and Jay-Z, but it's not a hot topic anymore because we've moved so right. far. You know what I mean, but it's not something that will ever. It's gonna go down in infamy forever
1: because of the way that it happened. You know what I mean? I will always be Solange if a nigga got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so I
2: have, I have a question though. Do you think that like because of society now and we're not so much like tolerant of certain things, and like it isn't something that we want to keep talking about because we can move past it? Do you think that's also something that kind of contributes to? It not being so much like Ike and, Tina and Chris Brown and, and Rihanna, like, it'll come up in conversation because, of course, they were in a relationship. But do you feel like our gen- like our generation and the generations after us, like, do you feel like we're like not as tolerant of making kind of like money off of somebody's battered story and kind of just like focusing on like if they ever made a movie about Rihanna's life, I don't feel like that would be a very focal point of the movie the way that it was for Ike and Tina.
0: I beg to differ. Um, Because, not for nothing, it was a very big part of her life. Mm -hmm. Um, It won't be as big as Ike and Tina because the difference between those two is Ike and Tina were married. Um, Just the build-up to how everything happened between Ike and Tina in opposition to Chris Brown and Rihanna. We barely knew that they were together. And they weren't really together that long and that literally became their relationship to us when that came out is when people really was like oh shit they <laughs> are together oh shit this thing happened um and it became a thing so i think that that's a big difference but also um more to your question i feel like we have a lot of we have a lot more language for things like this now that we didn't have back then we are having conversations now that are more geared towards no longer allowing things like this to happen to not only celebrities, but people alike because things like that kind of humanize celebrities. And that's something that we haven't always had. So I, the other thing to that is, is that because we all have, like, this platform to say what we want to say and it can go from our living room all the way to fucking Timbuktu in 30 seconds these days, we've also become kind of desensitized to shit because we talk about it so much. So, back then when I and Tina were really big and we weren't even really having conversations about domestic abuse, let alone having that kind of terminology... Uh, and when that was something that happened all the time in homes and nobody talked about it, in opposition to now where we have complete movements, we have language for it, we have organizations right. that fight against it, like we are literally trying to erase that type of behavior so it doesn't happen again. So, like, I see what you're saying, but like now we've come a really long way from those times, definitely. Right? Yeah, it is the way that it is now, in my opinion.
1: With that being said, that's all I got to scroll on this week. Thank you so much for attending the TED Talk. Um s- this station, same day next week.
0: Uh <laughs> <laughs> um, can we hit a quick pause, fill these cups real quick, and then we'll jump back into the three?
1: We did as could though. I mean, let's do that. Let's 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 pause. <laughs> Hold on, let's pause. We'll be back, y'all. We'll be ready. Right I don't know, um, while we we're refilling our cups, I, I, I genuinely, I, I have a question. Okay. <sighs> Sit down. It's okay. You can
0: do it. You can do it. Come on. It's okay. Right. More questions. For the people. Come on.
1: Okay. Um, it's, it's been hard for me to come forth with this. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, Oh, if
0: I can let it You out? can do it. Come
1: on. It? Come on. Yes, you can do it. What am I trying to say? Now? I don't know. You <laughs> what am I trying to say? What? I haven't talked
0: and you listening to <laughs> Y'all better send some goddamn listening letters. What is the problem? We know y'all listening. We see <laughs> the numbers. And we know you're out there. Y'all out there somewhere. We know you're out there. So listen. My Oh. Listen. <laughs> All you gotta do. All you gotta do. All <laughs> social media pr- platforms. Facebook. IG. Twitter. Yes, and then, then we have an actual email set up. Yes, <laughs> yes. So WRYH Podcast on all social media platforms. And then, and then, if and you then, want to send
1: an email, yes, God, Send an email. Send I don't like crying y'all. Send an email. Give me an email. WRYH Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, it is ask WRYH Podcast at gmail.com. Listen. What so is you- your excuse? I mean, what's
0: the problem? You ain't got none. The smartphone is in your hand right now. I got problems. We got answers. So, send in your listener letters, questions, comments, concerns. Let us know how you feel in the show. Maybe it's something you want us to talk about. But you gotta send it in. If we don't talk to you, we won't know. That's right. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired. Yes, I gotta hand him tissue. Y'all stressing me out. You. Just you. Y'all stressing Lonnie out too. Uh, Clearly, he's clearly he's crying. She won't fight with me today. But anyway, yes, yeah. make sure you make that happen. And if uh, he can leave, let's get back to the show.
1: <laughs> he can leave for real, y'all. All righty, we're back at the rodeo, kids. We, as bad cools, we back at the rodeo, children.
0: All right, y'all. So, welcome to the thread. It is time for our topic for the day. Uh, this week, we are going to dive into some good goodness. Uh, my lovely co- my lovely host here, Lonnie, mm. uh, gave me about an idea for a topic.
1: I did!
0: <laughs> 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 you know, he had these moments where he'd be like,
1: friend, what you got? Because
0: I got a little something.
1: You know what it is, truth be told, before we even get into it? I can have an amazing topic, but Marlon has amazing, well, comes up with amazing questions. So it's like, <laughs> I'll give him a topic, like, I don't know if he got nothing, but I was thinking this. And now how so I said, I'll leave him be, because I already know he knows how to come up with questions. So it's like, I let him rock with that. I know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> um, yes, so he wanted to talk about can people change? And I think that this is Really good for a multitude of reasons, and I I, I honestly had to uh, kind of stop myself because I was going in because uh, there are lots of ways we can talk about this conversation. It was a, a weird, very broad. It was a weird one. Yeah, because it's, and it's been a lot of shit that's been going on in social media uh, that could have gone with this topic. But anyway, so. Yeah, we're going to jump into it. We're going to jump into it. Y'all ready? Ready. All right. Ready. Um, let's see. Where should we start? So tell me about a behavior or idea mm. that you used to have that you completely switched gears on.
1: My answer is problematic. Anthony, go first. Oh, God. My
2: answer is nasty. Huh? Okay, so I'll, my answer is not... A, it's it's age-appropriate, but I'll just, I'll be, I won't be so vulgar. Um, so as a gay man...
0: Pause uh, um, before you start. We ground, so be as vulgar as you want. It's, fine. Oh, it's okay. fine. It's <laughs> okay.
1: This is space. Okay. All the
0: fuck shits and spits you want. Do what you got to do. Well, okay. shit. That's it. As a gay man, um,
2: I didn't have, like, my first sexual experience until... Okay, fully intercourse sexual experience until 17. Um, And then throughout college, I was what people would consider a strict top, because I just, in my mind, could not fathom. Come come
1: on, strict (laughs) top.
2: I just couldn't fathom, you know, the whole bottoming situation. But it was just like, as I got older, the more I got into relationships, and the more I started to actually like the guys that I was in relationships with, I was open to trying things. I never, like, try to force anybody to, you know, mm-hmm. oh, my God, put it in my butt, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it was just, like, you know, I love oh, like the conversation... <laughs> wait, wait, say it again. I have Please to remember, say, oh, my God, put it in my butt. It's here. Like, cause, you <laughs> know, like, I, like, I don't know, like, and it, it wasn't just, like, you know, like, I was thinking about it every day, like, oh, my God, like, you know, just put it in my butt, like, no, it was more like... <laughs> <laughs> It was, it, was so like it was more so like the conversation. It was like the conversation of like being my boyfriend just talking and him asking me is that something that I'm open to it. and I'm like, I mean, I've never tried it before. Long story short, I'm I would consider myself fully versatile now. Um I mean, you know, I wouldn't just let anybody run up at me, but you know, I'm more open to it. So I feel like in that aspect, um, People can change, but I I know that I definitely could change. So I feel like I would just get tired of the same thing. It's just like if I ate chicken every day, if I fried it, pan fried it, air, like I just could not eat chicken. Every, I could not do the same thing every
0: day for the rest of my life. So, how long did it take to change and what was that process like for you on that idea?
2: Um, what do you mean, how long did it take? I mean, it didn't take like, you know, convincing or anything. It was just, like if I had a conversation with somebody that I was in a relationship with, and that was something that they were open to, mm-hmm. um, I would say it probably was like my third relationship that I actually, you know, bottomed. Um, but okay. yeah. but yeah. he was more into like he was more like you know asking me to or whatever the case may be, and I was like, all right, like I wouldn't mind trying it, but don't you know?
0: Don't get crazy. Right. 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 Right.
1: Right. So, no, up in so I,
0: I guess my question is from, like, you said your first um, full intercourse experience started at 17. So from 17, your first experience to when you changed. Oh, it
2: wasn't until 23. Okay. That, yeah, like 23.
0: Yeah, 23. And then all that it pretty much took was you deciding that you weren't going to do the same thing forever and having a conversation with your partner at that time for you to change your mind.
2: Yeah, it was, it was more so, like, as I got... Like, it's just with me and my sexuality in general. Like, for a long time growing up, um, I'm the only openly gay person in my family. So it was just, like, I never really had anybody to be like, you know, it's okay to be gay. So it was kind of, like, a feeling that you continuously fought. Um, so, like, that's kind of what it felt like for me. It was just, like, I've never been open to it because it was just, this is the easier way. Like, I really don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really don't so have to do anything. What the hell shit? So... <laughs> And it was like, you know, I never really, like, thought about it in that way, I guess. But, you know, as sexual experiences went on, I guess
0: my mind just started to
2: to wonder. And then the conversation came up, so it was just like, okay.
0: Okay. All right, right, problematic Patty. Come on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Reiterate the question again, please.
0: Tell me about a behavior or idea you used to have that you completely switched gears on. Hmm. You know you had it. Don't be acting like you're trying to think about it. You said it was problematic. It's right there. Go ahead. Spill it. You know,
1: in my old age, child, you know, I'm I'm like (laughs) one time.
0: Dramatic Deborah.
1: Come on, girl. Spit it out. First of all, that's right. It's not Deborah. It's Dramatic Debbie. (laughs) Get your shit. (laughs) Right, Debbie. Um... I could say mine is more so not needing to be not needing to be in the being in the conversation. I guess is a better way I could say it it's because kind of like a little bit
0: because I get what you're saying, but
1: I found peace in the person I've become, okay, so it's more so before I was anxious for years didn't know why and it was until I started really doing the work internally to understand this is why you feel this way and why like it just took a bunch of alterations for me to really understand like I don't know what it is about this awakening that you have when you as you get older mm-hmm. like it's just severe it always happens <laughs> and I just I find peace in just being by myself Okay. But, honestly, I find peace in it. Okay. In my house. So with, the, my, with my wine. The behavior was In my clip. That period. You...
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the behavior was you felt like you always needed to be in the conversation, in the mix?
1: I found more pleasure in not being the typical gay guy. And
0: what is what does that mean, the typical gay guy?
1: The girl that loves drama. Oh god. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I <have> no <laughs> not doing it. It's way more peaceful. <laughs> now I'm like, I ain't got time. I don't mm-hmm. have fun. <laughs>
0: I don't care. Okay. So, so how long did it take you to change and what was that
1: process like for you? It took almost two years. Okay. Um, The process was mainly trusting how I felt and trusting the growth that comes with it mm-hmm. and not being afraid of it. Because a lot like a lot of times what we what we love to do is we find comfort in discomfort mm-hmm. so we'll stay in a situation or and we'll stay in a situation longer than needed or around around individuals longer than needed and then when you finally understand maybe i'm better without this one mm-hmm. maybe i'm better without that always having to deal with this um, situation this person this place, this thing, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, especially when you start to understand your triggers, when it comes especially your mental health, sometimes you have to trust your triggers. Mm-hmm. Your triggers tell you exactly what it is that stresses you out. Your triggers will tell you, this is what brings me anxiety. This is why we're stressed out. And sometimes we don't want to listen. We'd mm-hmm. rather stay what we're comfortable with knowing opposed to t- going to the unknown. Mm-hmm. And I found more peace in the unknown digger. okay, that's cool. Um, an idea
0: that I used to have as a young queer man,
1: come on, young queer,
0: um, is my opposition to femininity. Oh, okay, talk about it. Come on, then. Uh, when okay. I was a young gay, because I came out when I was. 16, but I've Young Tanda, Knowing about
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to cry. I had to do it. Young, it. Young uh,
0: <laughs> I've been knowing about my love for men since I was eight. Uh but it was nine for me. Yeah. Many of us know a long, long time ago. Um but It was ten for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. I remember what grade I was in. I don't remember how old I was because my birthday's at the end of the year, so I could never tell you how how gotcha. old I was. Sad but it was like the first, second grade.
0: Yeah, Sad but, uh, you huh? So uh, <laughs> I remember when I came out. You know, that was like late '90s, and around that time, originally, like I'm a native Chicagoan. And I know that there's a fine niggas in Chicago. Many of, <laughs> <laughs> many of us, many of us, went through that stage where hyper masculinity, specifically within the gay community, was big, huge. And if you were not thugged out in your white tee and baggy jeans, then you just were not. You were not the flavor of the month, the week, the day, nothing. So he was walking around here
1: looking like Fantasia's hood boy
0: video. Yes. <laughs> yes we were. Yes yeah. we were. <laughs> <laughs> I hate your life. Oh. Yes, yeah. so back then I was very opposed to dating feminine men. Uh it also showed up in different ways where I remember back then I was scared of drag queens, much less trans women. It did not make sense to me. I did not want to be around it. Uh, uh, but the great thing about Marlon is i um, gay as hell. Have been for a long time. And I got over that really fucking quick. Um, because, like, not soon after, like, two years after I came out, uh, I started the... I started... Um, I joined the ballroom scene with my best friend. And after that, it was like throwing yourself in the fire with fucking kerosene drawers on and gasoline gloves. like <laughs> it's you. We here. You in it now. But I will say that as it pertains to my attraction to other men, mm. the opposition or apprehension to feminine men stuck around for a couple more years. And it wasn't until probably like my... Mid 20s, that I kind of got up off of that a little bit, especially because when I was a teenager, especially when I hit ballroom scene, I was gay as hell. <laughs> Butch Queen, Butch! Yes. That, that Come, on, was me. Come on, BK. Come on, BK. you know, so I, I look back at myself now and I'm like, bitch, you wasn't fooling nobody. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but I, I think that by societal standards, society shapes us a lot, mm-hmm. especially like in our own little a close of space where we exist. So in this instance, being young black queer men and being affected by other black queer men around us where we are like, not many of us are, or were strong enough to go off the beaten path and be like, I'ma be myself, fuck what y'all doing. I like what I like. So back then I was just like, we don't do sexies. that's it. Like, no, I can't be out here and he had, he had to have a you switching voice. and your lip gloss popping and
1: you had, like, had to have that deep husky voice. You know, like masking the voice,
0: giving all that shit, you break know, head, looking mean head. while you're out, all that. But now I've come so far from that. The evolution starting in my mid-20s up to where I am now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In my late thirties, I don't even I don't even think like that anymore at all. Like I can see the beauty in femininity and feminine men and um, my trans community and stuff like that. Like, I I just, it all took a lot of self-love and addressing what my real issues were. And essentially, it all stemmed from a place of fear, not wanting to be outed, not wanting to be othered. All that stuff is essentially where it came from. And that's how I changed my shit.
1: Let me see a question real quick. Like
0: gotta,
1: uh, you already know why I want to see a question. I know, but
0: we only got two. So just going have to. Die. Um, next question. I don't like that. <laughs> Whatever. So don't laugh at him because he's not funny.
1: Whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, next question. Do you believe that anyone can change their behavior and or thoughts? Why or why not?
1: No. You don't believe that anyone can change. No. Why? Let me rephrase that. Yes. Yeah, can people change? Yes, can they do it? There's a complication right there. In order to change, you have to want to do it for yourself. True, so I cannot sit here wholeheartedly say, Oh, this person changed, and sometimes the change could be either good or bad. Mm. So I feel everyone has the right to change, everyone's going to change. You're not going through life if you don't change. But sometimes people change for the good. Sometimes people change for the bad. But they have to want to change for themselves. Okay. So I that's a, like on a fence type situation. I'll, oh, I'm going okay. to say no. Just let y'all know. I'm just no. <laughs> yes, I do believe people can change. Um,
2: but I feel I feel similar to Lonnie. It's like you know, people can change, but people don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's not until they either put in a situation that causes them to, you know, change their mindset. It may be like, you know, when someone like my father was very homophobic. Now he has a gay son. I'm the only person in the family who has a college degree. Well, only man in the family who has a college degree. So it's just like, do you really not like gay people or do you just not understand what the situation is? And you have to have somebody in your life so that you can understand what it is. Just like politicians and stuff like that. They don't pass laws until something don't until something happens to them and it's just like people can change but again like they have to want to do it themselves and it has to be something that you know happens to them I mean sometimes you know people just like for me example like I'm I'm, I was a very petty person in my life like in college and I I can still be very petty I trust and believe I can be very petty but it's just like I know when I'm being petty, so just me being mindful of that and not doing it just because of whatever the case may be. It's just, like, I had to make the decision one day, like, okay, I see what's going on in my relationships, whether it be friendships or romantic relationships, and it isn't healthy. Like, it's not working. So clearly, like, I have a problem, and it's not everybody else. So it had to be something that I physically wanted to, you know, fix about myself, because when I go into work, I can't have this personality. My personal life is going to my work like how I work go hand in hand with each other so it's just like I have to deal with people that I I may necessarily don't like so I can't always respond the way that I want to I have to be mindful of the way that I respond to people when I was working at a law firm that a paralegal said to me like you know why don't you treat your relationships with people like their jobs like why don't you value them As if it was your job, and my response was because they're not paying me. But I have to value them in a a different way. Like people are like human capital. Like you can have people in your life; they may not be giving you money, but they are valuable. Like their thoughts, the experiences that they go through, and just having them. Like because you can't do shit by yourself. Like you, you can't. Like you can live alone, but at the end of the day, you cannot do everything by yourself. Much better how you look. Even if we went back to. The Stone Ages. Nobody was literally doing everything. For no one, no one person was doing everything. There was a man who was working in the field. He had a uh, a wife who was working in the house, either making your clothes, cooking your like. There was no one person who just mentally was okay and doing everything. Like you need help in your life. So I just had to realize that the people in my life were valuable, and I wanted to do something to make sure that you know they stayed here.
1: Okay.
0: okay. Um, to answer pretty quickly. For me, I do believe that people can change. Uh, I will mirror you all's ideas and uh, quotes about people needing to want to change in order for it to happen, because that is a thing. Um, But yes, short answer, yes, I do believe that people can change their behavior and thoughts. Now. How much of our desire to see people change comes from personal expectations or experience?
1: Yay. (laughs) So that was loaded. Um, Hmm. I I think I'm going to go first because that... Ooh, okay. I see what you did there. I see what you did. You think you slick. I see what you did. I just know what I'm doing. Apparently. Um... there's one thing that I've learned when it comes to expectation
0: Mm
1: It is the quickest way for failure. Mm -hmm. Um, When we have our expectations and other people, there's always a way they find to let us down. Mm -hmm. It never fails. You're going to get let down if you have a certain expectation for everyone in your life. So I'm not saying that it's wrong to put that type of expectation on someone. I just feel like, it's the biggest recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. If that person wants to change, I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. You have to want to do it for yourself. You have to see the person in you or the side of you that you don't like. But I'm not here to hold your hand through that process. So I don't expect anything from anyone. None. Nothing. Zilch. Hmm. Bam. Okay. Tasha Mac shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely agree. Um... I had to let go of, like, expectations of a lot of friends, um, and it, I guess, you know, it helped me kind of just maneuver in life with people, um, and not hope, not, and not feel so, like, not feel so bad about certain situations, because that's just who a person is. Like, like you said, you can't make a person change, and I'm not going to hold your hand to walk down the road of change, like, that has to be something that you want to do, um, like I've let friendships go because of that people who lie people who, for, and for no reason I just feel like that's one of the weirdest things that a friend could do to you is lie and especially like when you've had a friendship for a year it's not like you know oh a new friend and well but even I mean that's not a good thing but when you've built a, a strong relationship with somebody and they just flat out continuously lie it's like well I I'm not going to get upset about the situation I'm just going to remove myself from the situation because this is just who you are. Me coming to you and explaining this would just, one for me personally, frustrate myself. So it's just kind of like, I would only want you to do that. Like if I, if I tried to get somebody to change, it would be because I'm, I'm gonna try to make you cookie cutter as to what Anthony wants you to be. And that's just not realistic because Anthony ain't gonna be cookie cutter to what somebody else wants to be. I'm gonna okay. <laughs> be myself. So I can't force anybody else to do that. Like even with kids, it's just like let people be people
0: because at the end of the day they're going to do what they want to do it's interesting i asked that question because i i knew that the knee-jerk response would be to speak to our own personal experiences because that's part of the question but i challenge you all to take a step outside of your own personal lives and think about how this question pertains to how we react to people in social media in the public eye Prime example, something recent that happened. So I know where you're going with this. <laughs> there was recently a conversation with um, YouTuber I Am Zoe talking about Waka Flocka and his daughter coming out as a lesbian. We all know, unless you've not had your ear to the streets as far as his career is concerned, because honestly, I couldn't tell you what song that man made, but he famous. Uh. So he has not been very kind to the LGBT community. <laughs> he has stood 10 toes down in his opposition to the LGBT community. Apparently, uh, on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Is it wrong? Growing Up Hip Hop. Growing Up Hip Hop. Something. One of them reality TV it's shows. It's Growing Up Hip Hop. Uh, his daughter recently came out as a lesbian and <laughs> wanted to bring her girlfriend to her senior. His wife, Tammy, Uh, uh, apparently they had a whole scene set where she sat down with the daughter and they were preparing to have this conversation with Walker about it and then when he finally came in and entered the scene and they told him about it he hit him with the okay now he's changed so Zoe exactly so Zoe was like I call bullshit We all know who you are. We all know how (laughs) you have been. We all know what you've presented to the world as a person that is in opposition, hating whatever terminology we want to use of LGBTQ people. Now, all of a sudden, because your daughter is now queer and stepped out and came out about it, now you're okay. Keep that same energy. Where did you come from with this? is basically what was said. And then Tammy, being the woman that she is, jumped back and was trying to defend her husband and was like, people can change. People can learn. But I believe that a lot of us wanting people to change is rooted in our own personal expectations because we want people to accept us for who we are as people and we always have. And it's not a wrong thing because everybody wants to be expected, accepted. But our expectations of people is to, <laughs> if you're gonna be who you are, stand in that shit. But why can't we? And this is me playing devil's advocate.
1: Of course you are. Why can't we? Of course you allow are. Waka to huh. change. Oh child. Okay. I have a prime example for this, and I want to go. Okay. Oh. I a prime example for this right mm-hmm. um, you remember a few weeks back um, Tiffany Pollard. if you guys don't know what Tiffany Pollard is she played New York on um, I, on Flavor of Love she's a known VH1 star mm-hmm. we all know Tiffany we love her that's our girl mm-hmm. um, it came a video um, resurfaced from a show on Zeus from um, Chance if you guys don't remember that was one of the contestants from I Love New York blah 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 so apparently there was a trans woman that was on the show And her comments toward the woman was very transphobic. Now, Tiffany's approach to this was to be educated on where she went wrong, because if you guys don't know, a lot of the celebrities that we've had from yesteryear that basically might be either veterans or people that just work the actual circuit when it comes to, like, doing club walkthroughs, blah, 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 the gays keep them fed. In this case, Tiffany's, we've been feeding Tiffany for almost 20 years. Hmm. So when she when she realized that it was a grave mistake when I aired, she came forth with wanting to understand where she went wrong. It's not that people cannot change. It's the behavior to set change. When she knew she messed up, she seeked out for understanding about why she messed up, where she messed up. How she messed up, especially due to the fact that one of her closest friends is CS Madison. She wanted to rectify it. Don't tell me someone changed. If in reality, they've never made any steps toward progress, whether it's private or whether it's private or public, it does not matter. Your headlines, when it comes to anything related to the community, has always been negative. So now all of a sudden, because your child. I'm saying this respectfully because he considers Charlie to be his child. Now that your child identifies in the community, you want to be more understanding. There's nothing wrong with that. It just looks like you put on a show for the camera. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. When Zoe went on and did that video, he, was ta- he wasn't even really directing it toward Waka. What he was directing it toward is the double standard that black men face when we come out versus black women. And it's the topic that went over their heads. It's like the double standard is what he was talking about. That's why I was like, I get what Zoe's talking about. I understand A lot of us did. A lot of us understood what Zoe was talking about. They took it personal. And I was like, yo, it went over y'all heads. But see, that's my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Hit dogs are gonna holler. Always. Always, I'm like, it, it, it <laughs> is. this is hilarious.
2: So I I do believe that at some point in time, genuinely, I'm not because I'm not I don't I don't I'm not gonna say that 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 he could never change. But I don't feel like he is changed. But I do feel like at some point Waka can change. But I feel like the difference between Waka actually changing. And you know, accepting the community and it and it being accepted by the community is more so of like he goes on to make, he goes on and talks about um, Dwayne Wade's daughter, and it's just like, well, you said this after this show because clearly this at this episode already aired, so right, so now you're still talking about it, so it's just like if you really changed or accepted or wanted to understand you would just go have a conversation with him or invite him to have a conversation to help you understand like it's really not that hard to educate yourself about something i just feel like what black maybe maybe heterosexual black people will understand it better as if like a white man walked into a room a room full of black people saying like yeah i'm okay with these i'm okay with black people but as soon as you sit down he starts sweating like why are you sweating because you're the only white person like you're really not comfortable and, and and it'll show. Like you can say whatever you want, but your actions are always going to speak louder than your words. So it's just like
1: Tammy even used um, the guy. What's his name? Shad. I can Oh, Shad Santiago. Yes, yeah. his best friend. Now, right. Let me interject real quick because Shad is also a very important piece to this story as well. Oh, no. So, Shad, if you guys are not aware Shad is Tammy's best friend He's also a friend of Waka He's been a friend of Waka for years Now, we're not saying That he's not He's not tolerable But what we're saying, in all retrospect To be brutally honest We all know that the girls love A homophobic boyfriend slash husband They'll be sitting there smiling on your face And then she's turning your back All of a sudden they curse you out you All types of F-bombs like, like this is when I, this is what we're talking about. It's the selectiveness for me. It's the selectiveness of when you wanna be bothered for me, and people call you out on your shit, and y'all still deflecting like all hell they
2: try to use shot as like an excuse to say like oh i didn't understand things about the gay community he educated me about that me as a black gay man i cannot educate anybody about something somebody of trans experience i cannot educate anybody of somebody who is bisexual i cannot educate you on anybody who. I that's not me like that's not my job like it just is not my job to educate you on every black culture that they're like i can't tell you everything but it's just like you have to want to educate yourself you using your friends like oh, I know black people. I have black friends. Like, I'm not racist. It's just like, like you said, it's a, de- it's a deflection, but I don't feel like they've actually changed. It's just we're fine with who we are. We know a couple people in the community and that's just what it is. Like, And when they get asked questions outside of the spectrum of them being on IG lives, uh, addressing a specific situation, they just end up putting their foot in their mouth. Because if you really respected the LGBT community when you got asked the question about Dwayne Wayne's daughter, you would have just said you respected his thoughts as a father and moved on.
1: This is facts that are true. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, as it, I, I want to go back to something you said earlier about it not being your job as a a black gay man to speak on issues outside of your experience, um, experience and wealth of knowledge. So, there are two parts of this. So, allyship is across the board, mm-hmm. right? Especially within the LGBTQ community now. I'm a person that does not believe in speaking on shit that you don't know nothing about. So I dig that. I get where you're coming from with that. Um, If you don't have the information, then it's probably best that you don't because you don't want to spread any misinformation. But with that said, I believe that I don't believe that it's anyone's job to educate people, especially when we walk around with computers in our hands every day.
1: You're on Google just Hey,
0: and the ability to learn uh, those things, but that takes it back to you not wanting to change until you're ready, because you have the tools to learn, but you don't want to because you are comfortable in your complacency. That being said, um, just let it out. I'm trying to word it right because I know you. Just let it out. It, it's we as black people have gotten this far on a lot of different things. Mm. But I think the nucleus of the way that we receive knowledge is by word of mouth. And it takes us all the way back beyond slavery and everything else. They like to tag on us all the time. We have literally used word of mouth as a means to learn and educate ourselves since the dawn of time. And it reflects itself in social media and how we pass on this information because a lot of us will be finding this shit out because we went scrolling <laughs> and not because we actually went and looked it up. And there, I, I would dare to say that there are many of us that see headlines, read them, or see people talking about a situation, take that perspective and that perspective only and leave it there. That's why I feel like it's very important for us to not only get information from our gay friends, but when you get that information, to make sure that you bolster that information with facts to back it up before you start opening your mouth. You know what I mean? Uh, Child. I can go deeper in that, but I'm just going to not. we got let's other shit start. to do. <laughs> Um, So my next question is, which is a great segue. Yay, Marlon! Um, In a world, (laughs) in a world newly filled with cancel culture. Oh God! Why do you think it's demanded by the public that people change immediately or suffer mass scrutiny?
1: Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) You know what? Oh. Okay, I have a problem with cancel culture. Mm-mm. Um, can I talk about it? Mm-hmm. Can we have conversations? You're here. I'm sick of this shit. Let's do it. Here's a problem with cancel culture. Mm-hmm. They'll call for someone to get canceled. All these repercussions will happen on the person that they call or the company that they call to be canceled, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the problem where is the conversation to correct the misunderstanding here? Mm -hmm. Where is the conversation, where's the yearning for, like we said, you have to want change. Mm -hmm. With cancel culture, they don't want change. They just want repercussions. And that is really the problem. It's like, yes, you've canceled this person, but in the same sense, have you put forth the same energy to bridging the misunderstanding that took place? So that way we all can move along. Because when y'all cancel people, you don't cancel them permanently. You only cancel them for about a month. Let's be perfectly clear about it. Because that's exactly what y'all love to do. Someone will be canceled. <laughs> canceled. Then y'all turn around. All of a sudden, y'all fucking with them again. What's going on? Y'all supposed to have been canceling someone. You didn't cancel anybody. You just wanted this person to suffer because they said something you didn't agree with. You also along with your Twitter friends, didn't decide to educate said person, or let alone put in resources where they could educate themselves in those replies inside of that damn status. But no. I'm expected to cancel this motherfucker, because you had a problem with something that they said, and you never took the time to rectify it and show that this motherfucker understands where they went wrong. So I'm supposed to cancel it? it?
2: Yes, because it it depends on what happened, Like, it really because I feel like sometimes when you have white people who have the n-word and tweets from 2003, what explanation do you need? We in 2021. You knew that shit was wrong. It's just like, when, when people do things like that, when you're blatantly it's just like, oh, well I was a kid like, I've definitely said some fucked up shit in my life that I'm pretty sure if I became famous and I kept the same profile you probably could find some negative, like, because I was just very ignorant. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh well I deep like this is this is what happened like this is this is how a person felt at that time like I'm not going to sit here and say that everybody's perfect there's certain things that people say out their mouth that you would never know that they said they kept it at the kitchen table but because we have social media and things like that people get upset about what somebody else says I don't think that it's I really don't think that it's possible to cancel someone unless they just flat out are no longer signed to a record label or Anything like that, whether whatever whatever it is that they're doing, making money or whatever the case may be, like that mm-hmm. sense, like we even like with R. Kelly. Like I was looking one day for that Jennifer Hudson song "Where You At," and it was not on the album, and I really was talking, oh, like, she, and I really thought I was bugging
1: because no, they literally she, took that one song off. No, she no, it wasn't just that. She also took off "Issue World." She took off a lot of songs that she had that R. Kelly did for her. But that's she, what I'm saying, like she, that
2: in, in that sense, like that can like cancel a person because you can't. You can't listen to their music to a where they're getting a profit from. You go on YouTube and that that's just what you're doing. But I feel like when people oh try God. to cancel someone, they try to cancel their income more so. And not you can't cancel a person. You can't just control all delete people off the earth. Like that's not possible. I would
1: pay money for it, uh compliment.
2: That's because somebody would pay money to control all
0: delete me
1: off. <laughs> culture. <laughs> cancel culture with people
0: I, I think that people don't realize is that it's a collective effort and if everybody's not on board then nobody's canceled
2: I feel like it's more so just the general public but like the people who actually pay them like if you still have marketing deals and you still have a, whatever whatever it is your, whatever your profession is in that aspect yes but if consumers are still the hillbillies and stuff that ain't on Twitter and you know people who aren't on social media who don't know about this then you only can cancel but 25 like 25 percent of the population have canceled you but the other 75 don't know what's going on just like how things get on twitter then they get on instagram then they get on facebook it's a trickle-down effect to where it's just like i feel like maybe because i've been on twitter for so long i think that a lot of people know about stuff because even like my cousins and like classmates or so people that i went to school with they may not be on social media or they may not be on Twitter and stuff like that. They may only have Facebook. And I'll be talking about something and they'll just be so confused and they won't know exactly what it is that I'm talking about. So it's just like, but like you said, it is a collective effort, but I feel like it definitely would take like the CEOs of companies and industries and things like that to really pull sponsorships and X, Y, and Z from people to for them to actually be like, I don't have anything.
0: Well, no, I don't I don't know, because I feel like it doesn't have to be up to CEOs if your if your audience is not fucking with you and your audience decides that you are canceled. And that means everybody. If it doesn't matter what the CEO does, you can do all these sponsorships at some point. A CEO that is about making that money. If they see that everybody is like, I don't care what you put out with this person, this person no longer exists to me. I guarantee you that CEO is going to be like, it's been real.
2: <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would have to disagree only because I think of artists like Jennifer Lopez and where she started and where she is now. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of her fan base is definitely in the Hispanic community because the black hip hop, like they really don't mess with her like that. But it's not something that like, oh, we just kicked JLo to the curb. But it was just like, as things started to go on in the industry, I felt like, you know, she wasn't re- like she used to be with Diddy and stuff, but when stuff went down, she really wasn't about that life. So it was just like she moved over to something else. I feel like people in the music industry can definitely finesse and maneuver an artist to go a lot of different ways, depending on who their demographic is. Like because Jennifer Lopez appealed to like a lot of people. She appealed to young girls, she appeared appealed to like men because people were attracted men were attracted to her and stuff like that. So it's just like, if someone is still brandable to somebody, it's possible. takashi 69 is disrespectful and I would... But he's brandable to somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it's look, just and like... I, and I get what you're saying, but like I said, like, uh, to go along with what you're saying, that's why I said it has to be a collective effort. Like, it literally has to be everybody. Not just no, 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 pockets no. of people. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. though that's unrealistic, because... There's always going to be opposition and opinions with everybody until we all are just like 10 toes down. Everybody from every corner of the earth is saying, no, it's <laughs> just not a thing. It's just not a thing. Yeah. So my next question is a lot of how we view change in people is rooted in forgiveness. Why is it so hard for people to let go of faults, missteps, mistakes,
1: and bad decisions? Because the hurt still exists. Because you know what the fuck you did. The hurt still exists. The one thing that I think we all don't understand, especially when we expect, think, when we had that expectation for better or for change, is we forget, in the process of that development, if you're not taking steps to correct the action what led us to this point what's the point because it's like it's kind of like the old saying where it's basically like faith with no work is like an empty prayer it's the same thing that applies to change I can say I want to change but if I'm not physically doing the actual steps in order to do so I'm just talking out of my ass okay and what you think
2: (laughs) just repeat it one more time the so
0: how we view change in people is rooted in forgiveness. Why is it so hard for people to let go of faults, missteps, mistakes, and bad decisions?
2: Now, why is it so hard for me to let go of someone's all of those? Sure. All of those you things can it. You can so, uh, oh, well. <laughs> it's hard for me. Like, I mean, it's hard for me because, like I said, like you know, you know what you did, and whether it may have been unintentional, may you have realized that three years later down the line that, okay, what I did was wrong, but it's just like, at some point you realized what you did and I know what you did. So it's just like, I can never look at somebody the same way. Um, I can't like there's There's certain friends that I can't forgive because they've lied so much, but I'm not going to say that. Oh, we can't be in the same room. I can't be cordial. We would just never be friends again. Like I could never let that go because for me, I just feel like it would happen again. I feel like a lot of relationships that I've in my life, whether it be friendships and romantic, I will literally explain to someone word for word what happened, what hurt my feelings, what somebody did, and they will literally do exactly the same thing. So it's just like when people hurt people, I feel like it's hard to let certain things go because... You know what the you know what this person is capable of, and you just never look at this person the same again, like I just can never hold you to the same standard that I did before. It's just like i don't you know i don't I don't even know you anymore. it's kinda how I look at it, so I just can never get over it
0: mm-hmm. I think that uh I think that it's so hard for us to forgive. Because, and you know what? No, because I have to go into my my next and last question before I give my final thought on this, because this is basically where we're going. So my last question is: Is our staunch positioning on people changing somehow rooted in a lack of forgiveness? Forgiveness from our own pasts? No. Let me tell you a little bit more.
1: I say no because I know how to forgive. Um, I forgive. I know how. I normally I can speak personally. I normally know how to move past a situation, move past hurt or anything like that. But it's when it's repeated is where I can't respect it. If it's a repeated behavior, I can't respect it. I can't look at you the same. It's just like everything about you would just be like, I don't want this even around me. That's just where I'm at with it. It's Yes, people can change, but at the same token, the same type of... It has to be universal. Yes, you want to change, but are you taking the steps to do so? Are you sincere with said steps?
0: But with that being said, is, have? let me ask you this. Go ahead. Have you always known how to forgive?
1: I've forgiven even when it was difficult to do so. True, but have you always known how to forgive? It's a fine line between forgive and let go. And I think a lot of us need to learn that. There's a huge thin line between forgive and let go. I could let go of a situation, which means I'm over it. Does that mean I forgave you No, That means I'm just over the situation. I can forgive you, yes, if I feel as if you we've worked past it. Absolutely. But in order for me to understand that, it has to be action. So that's why like, a there's a thin line between forgive and let go.
0: But letting go... Letting go is a disservice to you. Exactly. Because letting go doesn't do anything for you. Exactly. Okay, so again, I ask you, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you always know how uh, to forgive? Yes. Because, okay, okay. Yes. So you've always known how to forgive. Yes.
1: I've always known how to forgive. Don't I beg I... to differ.
0: Excuse me, ma'am. I do. How do I you make beg forget? to forgive? This is why I say this. Okay. I beg to differ because right now, in this very moment, in this conversation, I don't even know what the situation is. But you are speaking from a place of pain, where someone hurt you to the point of not being able to forgive them, which made you view people that did you the same way after that the same way. I didn't. Which puts it. you? No, I'm not. This We're having a conversation. And this is why I brought this question up, because a lot of us don't know how to forgive and we won't forgive because of our own personal experiences. Mm -hmm. We have not always known how to forgive people, majorly because we don't know how to forgive ourselves. In every situation that we encounter, there are two sides to that situation. Mm -hmm. we contribute to our own pain in some way. That is not victim blaming or shaming. It's simply saying that in that situation where we were hurt by another person, there was a contribution on our part that we must learn to forgive ourselves for. Mm -hmm. It is easier Mm -hmm. for us to throw the blame to the person that hurt us.
1: I ain't give us no more absolute ideas.
0: Because... (laughs) because in that point, we don't have to take responsibility for for anything. We can say that you fucked me up, you did me wrong, you lied to me, you did this, that, and the third. But it takes... Forgiveness really starts with self. And that doesn't always look the same. So until we learn to step back and say, Marlon, I forgive you for for allowing yourself to get involved with someone that would lie to you so freely, Mm. which could then turn into, Marlon, I forgive you for being a liar to someone else and accepting that behavior because now you feel like you deserve to be with the liar in some way, shape, or form because you've done it to someone else. But if you're not taking that responsibility or that accountability for your actions and a contribution to a situation that hurts you, then you can't truly learn to forgive somebody. Because a lot of what people go through, a lot of pain that we endure, starts with self. There's a reason why we allow these people into our lives to treat us a certain way. Because we are compensating or trying to <laughs> trying to compensate for actions that we've done in the past or not even <laughs> <laughs> not even always things that we've done in the past, but things that we've been taught or things that we've learned growing up. There are a lot of behaviors that we have learned that are the standards and the reasons why we are the people that we are today. Mm. But until we learn to forgive ourselves for whatever it is that we contributed to the situations that hurt us, we cannot say that we truly know how to forgive people. And that's why people act the way that they do on social Mm -hmm. media when it comes to, oh, all of a sudden you accepting your daughter because she's gay. But just a couple of minutes ago, you couldn't stand my black ass, even though you don't even fucking know me for who I am as a person. Well. So fuck you. No, you can't change. No, you can't. You can't do that. It's not fair to me. Mm. My bully that used to fucking beat my ass every time I stepped outside when I was eight. But when wasn't nobody around wanted me to suck his dick, didn't forgive me. So why can't you? No, but who's the common denominator in that situation? Is it Waka Flocka, or is it me? I mean,
2: <laughs> no, because I totally, I totally agree with um with with everything that you said. Because like I carried a lot of things over in my relationships because I never forgave myself and really understood how to forgive a person. Like, I stopped speaking to my dad for three years after I came out because I didn't like what he had to say. We lived in the same house. Like, I was away at college, but when I came home for breaks and stuff, we'd be in a, the apartment together. Like, I ain't got nothing to say. Had floor seats to the Knicks game. No, I don't want to go. My mother looked at me like I got six heads. You go with him and that's your man. Like, no. But it wasn't until, like, we started smoking that we kind of rebuilt our relationship. But even after that... <laughs> Even after okay. that, it was, like, <laughs> even after that, like, <laughs> I got into another relationship, and I didn't know still how to communicate, and it wasn't until after, like, I broke up, well, I broke up with him and, you know, literally cut ties, because it was, like, an off and on thing, I don't know if you guys do it, but, like, after a, a relationship, it kind of lingers on for a little bit longer, Um, and, like, I had to literally just say to myself, like, we are not Good for each other. You're not a bad person. We are just not good for each other. Like, there's nothing positive coming out of this. Like, and I don't want to make this a worse situation to where now I didn't beat you up. Like, because I know that I will get frustrated. And it's not that I want to put my hands on you or I want to do anything like that. I would never want to disrespect anybody to that extent. So it's just like, I had to look back at what was going on and, you know, take accountability. Like, I really be running off with my mouth. Like, my mouth is crazy. Like... And I never... (laughs) I never realized it until, like, I sat back, read old text messages, and I'm like, like, Anthony, what... What even possessed you to say this? Like, this is, like, completely out of left field for you to say something like, this to somebody that you tell, that you love. Like, you see this person every day, you wake up next to them every day, but you're still having, you know, you're still saying these things or whatever and that's kind of why I don't get that's why kind of like I'm not in a relationship now because I still have to fix those things. I, it's not something that I want to put somebody else through like there's there's a song by Sam Smith I think called another one it's just like you know I really hope that the next person that you find you really treat them like uh, like treat them like somebody like and not so much like what you treated me because I wouldn't want to treat somebody or anybody the way that I treated my previous boyfriends because Although, like, I I was, I wasn't the worst boyfriend, but there were some things that I did that were very out of line. Like, I never cheated on anybody, but, like I said, like, my mouth, I'm very disrespectful sometimes for no reason. And it wasn't until I had to take a step back and really understand, like, this is how you talk to everybody. And until you work on that and understand who you're talking to and and why you're talking to them that way, it's just, like, you can't get yourself and like get yourself into another situation where you're hurting someone else because in the end I'm gonna end up hurting myself because it'll just be like very emotional and things like that because you really start to care about a person and then when you change and when a person needs to change I feel like it may it may not make sense to you and it doesn't always have to make sense to you so it's just like for me I had to learn to just forgive people for being who they are and I had to forgive Mm -hmm. myself for allow, I had to forgive myself for just coming out of character and not so much like, oh, well, like, letting this person bring me out of character. Like, no, this is this is in you, because this is in you. Like, don't try to blame anybody else for your missteps. It's just, like, taking accountability for every aspect of the things that I do, whether it be good, bad, ugly. Like, no, I feel like there's no amount of bad that can outweigh a good in a situation. I feel like there could be misunderstandings, but if you legit hurt someone in a relationship or a friendship in general, it's just like, for me, you have to really understand what it is that you did. And it's not so much like, oh, like I offended you. Like, no, you hurt someone's feelings or you did something to flat out disrespect them to where they don't look at you the same. And if you don't understand what it is that you did, you will never fix it. And you can't respond. You can't expect somebody else to say, you can't expect somebody else to call you out when it happens, because you may just be walking around, walking about your day as if, it's normal, and not really see it as a problem. So you have to address
1: it yourself. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to so, shut, shut my mouth, because so. apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently, mm, mm. Uh, uh, and, 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 mm, and you're mm.
1: doing it. Again. <laughs> it wasn't a now, personal attack on now, you. No, I, I feel, It was very oh, generalized. That's why so, I threw myself in oh, as well. Oh, so attacked. Love you too. You're just attacked
0: me. And that so, was a problem. Really that is the thread, ladies and gents. Thank you, gentlemen, for taking this journey with me down this conversation.
1: Let's mm-hmm, remark you...
0: this. It won't happen again. Uh-huh. It will. <laughs> um, at any rate, <laughs> here at Who Raised You Hose, we always close out our episodes with a mental health tip. And this week, I would like for us to... Mm-hmm say one thing that we have intentions on changing
1: about ourselves? I have intentions on stop allowing Marlon to trigger me. Oh, my Cause... God. First of all,
0: anybody that's been listening since I came on as a co-host knows that this happened to my left. Love triggering <laughs> me. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. So learn how to deal with it. <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't like being triggered You like know that. Uh,
0: if me. you don't want to be triggered, then let me come up with the topics, then. <laughs> wow. Mm. Well, don't give me no exa- topics,
1: exa- then. Exa- then. exactly what topic were you going to mm. use, then? Mm. Mm. Don't worry about what I
0: was going to use. Oh, all right, then. We're here now. It's done. <laughs> I love you, too, sunshine. You're so cute. Oh, look at you.
1: Hello, <laughs> oh, wait. Look at the nodding space. Anthony, what you
0: got for it?
2: Um, I'm going to fix my procrastination. Cause that's something that has prevented me from a lot. Um simply it's like getting up on time to walk my dog. You know, stop hitting the snooze button. Yeah, my glass made on
1: us for two weeks.
2: Uh 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 That's <laughs> not what happened. That is not what happened. i I have the receipt to show you that. Larrie
0: was telling me eight different times. I would love to we'll talk about this offline. <laughs> um, so what I would thank you, Anthony. Um, what I would like <laughs> to change, what I intend on changing myself. Um, uh, it's something that I've been working on a lot, and I mentioned it before on the podcast already, but I'll say it again until I keep. I gotta keep myself to my word. But come on, man. I have to. Uh, I intend on. Getting out of my own way. Mm, talk about there it. There is a lot of greatness that has been stewing inside of me for decades now that I just refuse to let out for whatever reason. And the reason is me. So my intention is to change that, to get out of my way and allow my light to shine the way that it should.
1: Oh, does that mean you want me to hold you accountable? I said me. No, do you want me no. to hold you accountable. I said me. And as your friend, I'm going to hold you you. accountable. That's what I'm going to. Uh But,
0: so, thank you all again for joining us at Who Raised You Hoes. Anthony, can you give the peoples, again, if you would like to be found, where they can find you on the interwebs?
2: (laughs) Um, On Twitter, it's you with the underscore dash can't underscore dash take. And on Instagram, it's Macro and then you can also follow my, my dog Parker. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You have to follow his Instagram. <laughs> love it,
1: love it. Okay, Anthony, thank you for taking time out of your also oh, busy whimsical schedule to be here with us today. I'm busy. <laughs> it was a pleasure.
2: I missed the Sunday meal for this.
1: <laughs> you missed the I Sunday meal.
2: I was going to go to Brooklyn for um for Easter dinner, but. Love it.
1: That's that's lovely. Yeah. Okay. Well, you guys, thank you so much for attending this joyous ride with us. Um, I'm off to yell at my co-host now for triggering me like that. Y'all enjoy <laughs> y'all your rest- 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 oh, Sunday. Um, Bye.
0: <laughs> Bye.